Welcome to Terrific Tips for Business, where we help you catch the ideas that stick. The point of the podcast is to help you overcome hurdles so you can master your business. I'm your host, Terry Watkins, owner and chief idea catcher at SpinFrogs Consulting, where I work with small business owners to find the pitfalls in their marketing and lift them to success. Let's get to the show. Welcome to another Terrific Tips for Business podcast. Why Terrific Tips? Because I'm Terry and you can't spell Terry or you can't spell Terrific without Terry. So there you go. Um, I am so glad that you're tuning in today because I have a very special guest for you. I know I say this about all of my guests, so you're thinking, yeah, 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 everybody's special. No, but really guys, I have a high performance coach with us today and I can't even tell you, like, I'm so excited to have him here because he is certified through the Brendan Burchard High Performance Coaching Program. And for those of you who follow Brendan Burchard on any of the social media networks, you know that his stuff is the real deal. Like he is all about helping you break through and break down some of those barriers that are stopping you from being the best you you can be and that are stopping you from achieving all of the things that you know are possible for you. We all have this feeling inside of there must be more, there must be more to this life than just this day-to-day stuff. And the high-performance coaches that Brendan trains and coaches personally and turns out help us get through to that better thing. We know it's there, they help us achieve it. And so I'm so excited, so excited to have Elliot Vaughn with us today who is going to share and enlighten us on some of those techniques and tricks that can help us break through the barrier that we might be having that we don't even maybe know that we're having. I know some of you listening to this are maybe just starting your business or you've been in business for a long time, but you've plateaued. I know right now is really hard as we're recording this. We're still dealing with this whole COVID crisis that's happening. And so, What does that mean for your business? What does that mean for the next steps for you? And so let me introduce to you, Elliot, who I've recently met through a networking event. I love virtual networking. If you're not doing virtual networking, guys, get there. It expands your network like you wouldn't believe. So Elliot is in Boston, and he's one of just a few hundred. There aren't many people like Elliot that are elite certified high-performance coaches in the world, guys, in the world. I'm not talking about just here in the States. I'm talking about worldwide. And Elliot's mission is to help guide you to step into your true purpose in your life. Our purpose as people is not to run this rat race and be in the day-to-day. We all have a God-given mission or superior mission, right? Whether we've chosen to receive that mission or not, Elliot helps to guide us through what that looks like for us in our unique path. He walks us through the process of high-performance coaching using five key areas. And for those of you who follow Brendan, you've heard these areas before. But if you haven't, I'm going to share them with you. Clarity, energy, courage, productivity, and influence. Guys, these five areas are what it takes to be a high-performing individual. We have to master each one of these five areas to achieve all of the goals and dreams that we have in life. 
And Elliot's not here to just challenge us, but to also really cheer us on as we gain some new habits so that we can break through in each of these five areas. We need to shift some of our belief patterns, and he's here to support us with those things. There really is only one you. There's only one me. There's only one you in this entire world. Even if somebody tells you they've seen your doppelganger, there's still only one you. And he wants to make sure, just like Brendan does, that we have the tools to show up as our best self in all of the areas in our life. And so with that, I want to take this moment to introduce you to Elliot. Elliot, thanks for taking the time to be on the show today. Welcome. Oh, I'm, I'm super excited to be here. I'm super excited to be on with you, Terry. Um, and you really hit on the point there, right, about mastering it and, and those five key areas about not just um, the, the rat race, not just make, going through the day-to-day -day stuff, right? It's about mastering those five key areas. So I'm, I'm excited to be on with you, and I'm, I'm glad to share what I can share with you. So I'm excited to be here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm really excited to have you. I have a burning question for you. As a high-performance coach, what would you say the it factor is that separates somebody from just your average Joe versus somebody who is a high performer? That's a, that's a very good question. I would say um, being intentional, setting that intention right from the get-go, right? Um, whatever planner or whatever scheduler you use, sending that intention in the morning to, so that the rest of your day will go according to what you have planned and not letting, not open, checking your email first thing in the morning and letting that dictate how your day is going. Um, not checking your text, text messages right away, letting that dictate your, the rest of your day. Pulling up social media in the morning and letting that dictate your day, right? Just like, don't compare yourselves or your life to everybody else's life that they're showing on Facebook, on Instagram, on whatever social media platform they're, they're on. You being intentional about making sure your day is going according to what you want it to be, what you want it to go. Um, and having those time blocks to learn, having those time blocks for uh, networking events, having those time blocks to um, meditate or take time for yourself, having that me time. Um, so I would say setting that intention right from the get-go, right from the morning. Yeah, I, I agree. And I do think that having a clear intention or a clear purpose of, of the day really helps to frame every conversation you have in the day. It helps you to frame what are you even going to give attention to during the day. It's really, for me, that's been a habit that I actually put in place um, a couple of years ago. And that was a game changer for me, really getting, giving myself permission to have two, two and a half hours in the morning before I get into a meeting and using that time, not just to like shower and have breakfast, but to just be still and, and listen to what the day is supposed to unfold for me has really opened up just a whole new world of possibilities, really. Yeah. Just, can you describe for us uh, what intentions have helped shape your life and your decisions for your business? So before I got into the, so going back a little bit, going before I got into the coaching practice, I knew very little about the coaching practice. Um, and, and just 
not being sure of what it was. Like, I, I, my thought before was, is there something wrong with me to get into, like, that I need coaching? And me being an athletic coach, like, I coach sports for the past 15 years. And I had to look at it from that lens, but, like, oh, no, coaching, there's nothing wrong with me if I need to see coaching. There's nothing wrong with the players that I used to coach. They want to get better. They want to level up, right? They want to be able to get to that next level. And they're seeking out from a coach, how can that coach help me seek or help me to get to that next level, guide me to get to that next level? Because that's where um, people want to go and that's where they want to take it. So for me, I was sleep almost like sleep, sleepwalking my way through my days, sleep, sleepwalking my way through life and just kind of waking up, going through the motions, you know, have breakfast, lunch, dinner, watch TV, go to bed kind of thing. And that was a repeating cycle. Like that cycle repeated itself. And I was like, this is not fun. This is not what I signed up for. This isn't fulfilling. This isn't what I want to do for the rest of my life. Right. This is, so I was in my mid thirties when this was happening. I'm like, I should be doing something way more extravagant, something more extraordinary, but like, why do I feel stuck here? So that's when I started seeking out personal development and seeking out curiosity and then wanted to find out more about like, what can I do? What should I be doing? Um, and then that's when I got into education. I got into being a teacher um, and that has so the teacher and that coaching piece is very, I think they go hand in hand. So, you know, when I'm, I'm a teacher, I get to work with these students and I get to help guide them and give them these tools so that they can use as they move on in their life. And it's like life lessons kind of thing. Um, and that's what the coaching practice is about as well for me is to help. I'm not here to, I'm not like a consultant. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here as a coach to say, Hey, this is your experience. This is your personal life. And I want you to self-discover yourself about you've done it in the past. So when you say, oh, I'm not good enough. No, there's evidence there saying you were good enough at one point. So you need to have that new belief of, yes, I am good enough to make this happen. I am good enough to make this work. I love that you touched on that because I am enough has been a, a phrase that we've heard a lot, especially in the last year. I am enough. So what do you mean when you say you've done it before? There's evidence that you are enough. What does that, how does that translate for somebody who maybe is stuck? Sure. So that's like a mindset piece, right? So people like, say for instance, that they're building a website, they're building their website and they're comparing their website to somebody else's website. It's like, oh my gosh, my website's not good enough. It's not good as compared to Brenda Burchard's website. But it's like, why are you letting your website dictate who you are? Because at one, you knew nothing about building websites. You put up your website now. Sure, it may not be as good when you compare it to somebody else, but there's evidence there that you, you are good enough to put that website together. You built that website from scratch. You built that website yourself. Right, so now there's evidence so you can go back and, and then shift that mindset of, oh yeah, I am good enough because I have done it. There is evidence that I am capable of doing this. I am uh, able to do this on my own. 
so that's one example of I would say of like having that mind shift mindset shift of like putting up or having that belief I think it was really important that you touched on a, a second time the comparison syndrome that happens right we we jump on social media and we're comparing our day the moment that we we gain consciousness we compare what we can do or what we have to what somebody more successful than us has and I think it's really important to keep in perspective, especially as you're like, you know, my website doesn't look like Brendan Burchard, right? Well, but Brendan Burchard probably paid a lot of money for the website that he has. And we have to start where we are. I think keeping that perspective, like, did his site always look that polished? No, it didn't. He started somewhere too, and it probably wasn't nearly as polished as it is now, but he's been able to invest money in time and effort and energy into getting the site the way that it is. And we have to celebrate the little wins that we have along the way and not compare ourselves. Do you have a tip maybe that you can share with us about how we can stop that comparison cycle that we all have going on in our head? So that's a good point you touched on. So when I open up my coaching calls with my clients, I always start with, Hey, let's, what is the win that you had this past week? And sometimes they'd be like, I didn't do anything. I'm like, I, I didn't accomplish anything. I'm like, okay, let's, let's take a step back. So then I would do some inquiries, right, and ask questions to dig a little deeper because in the past week, there were some wins. It might not be big or extravagant, and it could be little ones, but let's celebrate those. And I want to – so we dig a little deeper, and then now when my clients get in a call with me, they, they know, like, I'm going to dig deep. So they come prepared with, like – wins to share so I always thought I always start my cause with these wins so that we could celebrate right because you did accomplish something you did something great this past week let's keep that momentum going let's keep that ball rolling so that we you can you can keep moving towards those ambitions that you have those dreams and those goals that you have um, so one thing that I like again I, I start my cause with these wins and it can be bigger or minor I love starting with the celebration because we easily as human beings lose track of our progress. We're too busy comparing where we want to be, be versus where we are that we forget to compare where we are versus where we were. And so that's where your wins come in. When we compare where we are versus where we were. And so I love that you take that time to really help to highlight where you were so that you can celebrate that progress. Because even if the progress was, I created a Facebook group this week. Fantastic, you don't yes. have anybody in it, but it's still a win, yes. you've created the group. That's the first step to getting people to be in the group is having the group to create it, right? And that little, that little win, if you take a minute to recognize it and celebrate it and embrace it, it does create a momentum effect, right? Because now you like, you have this little thing that you, you're so grateful for that now it's like the universe almost rewards you with more things to be grateful for. Yeah, I had a conversation with um, somebody this week and they're like, I just started a group, a uh, Facebook group about a month ago and I only have 40 members. I'm like, 40 members, let's celebrate that. <laughs> like, and that's only, it's only been a month. You know, like give it, give it a little more time. And she's like, I've been doing it. I haven't 
it's been organic too it's not like i've been advertising or asking people to join it's like perfect look it's happening organically you're getting you've got 40 members to join your group in a month's time frame like give that time let it manifest and and, and you're gonna get to whatever number you want to get to right so it's like again just kind of reiterating what you just said there about celebrate that right so i love it i love it so i know that one of the biggest challenges for a lot of small business owners is how do i know when it's time to bring on a mentor or a coach what sort of indicators maybe exist in my life to know that it might be time to engage or start looking for somebody like an Elliot or Brendan with a coaching pattern like that. One is, uh, are you, are you, do you feel like you're ready to move up a level? You're ready to level up. Um, two, do you feel stuck somewhere? Three, are you living in the past as, as your past dictating how your future is going to turn out because in high performance we talk about sure like you if you want to deal with the past us as high performance coaches we we're, that's not our specialty that's not what we deal with if you want to deal with your past i mean we would recommend you to see a therapist or go that route right in, in high performance we were talking about what is happening now and where do you want to go what is happening in the present and where do you want to take it what, what are your those wild ambitions, those big dreams, those big goals you have. Um, and, and are you, let's, let's take that to the next level. Um, cause they're, cause people want more, right? It's, it could be more happiness, more love, more passion, more, um, just whatever that more is. If you feel like there's that more, then I would say go out there and seek a coach. If it's with me, it's with whoever, whomever coach out there, seek that seek that accountability partner seek that person who is going to challenge you somebody who's going to um guide you to that next level and and they have no other outcome or vision besides just help guiding you get to the next level get to that more level i love that you touched on the the accountability piece and having somebody who can help hold you accountable to your goals your mission your dreams whatever that might be I guess that leads to the question of the, what makes a good mentee? Like, how can I be a better, how can I be more coachable? How can I be somebody who's going to receive that mentor relationship in a way that's really actually going to help me? Because we, we can be seekers all day long, but if we're not going to take certain actions or do certain things, then it really hasn't helped us. So what are maybe some attributes or qualities of a good mentee or a good coachable person? So before we work, when I say we, I'm talking about like the certified high performing coaches. Before we work with someone, we go through the, I guess, an interview process, right? We get on a strategy call to make her, because we want to make sure that it works both ways, that me as a coach is going to work with you and you as the mentee or the coachee is going to, the client is going to work well with me. And it's a good mesh, right? So, we want to, we go through this process of um, asking these questions and inquiring about where you as the client or potential client want to go, where you want to take it to the next level. And some things that we look for, some key, or like some, the language that the client would use. Like, yes, I'm ready. I, I, I want to go to the next level. Um, you know, there, there's little things that you as a coach, you listen for 
and you there's I want to say there's any one particular thing or two particular or some particular things it's just a combination of things that will make someone a good client someone who is um, a potential client so there's a, a combination of things and without going through the whole process that's a uh, a process in itself so I would say there's it's a combination of things I mean I guess that's the the, uh, the answer to your question there I guess I would say is there a particular so you mentioned one key phrase that I'm ready being a key phrase that you know this is somebody who's open to receiving uh, the information that we're going to share with them are there other um, key phrases maybe that you listen for because I'm thinking these are things that that we can develop into right we might be somebody listening to this thinking you know yeah I could use a coach yeah I could use a, a mentor or somebody who can just kind of guide me on I know I need help I know I'm ready to go to the next level but I don't know what that looks like and I don't know I don't know what that looks like right so maybe there's somebody who thinks they're ready for a coach but maybe they're not as open to receiving some of that criticism so maybe there's something they can do to help them be open to receiving that feedback or open to receiving that guidance that's going to make them a quality mentee for for any coach or, or mentor um so maybe there are some like key attributes or key phrases that that maybe they say that are indicators for you that says this person will receive this information the right way. They are going to take the necessary steps to move into that. Can you give us some ideas of what those might be? Yeah, sure. So in, in, in that strategy call, we let it be known that we will be challenging you. This is not um, going to be an easy process. There's going to be challenges there that you will have to work. Um, and this is not an overnight success, right? This is a, a, a 12-week program that we're going to walk you through, guide you through, that you're going to have transformation. You're going to have aha moments. So when they are ready, and, and there's an uh, exchange of value there, monetary value for the coaching services. So when they're ready to make that exchange of monetary value for these coaching services, they are saying, okay, I'm committing to this. And, I'm, and I want to be able to learn and grow and get to the next step, whatever the next step is. Um, and, and you just, me, me as a coach would just congratulate them on that and just let them be known that they are taking the courageous step forward in getting to meet or getting to that point of showing up as their best self or, or, or in all areas of life. So when we talk about high performance, you don't just talk about being successful in your career or your craft and then letting your health and your uh, wellness suffer or being successful in your health and your wellness and then letting your relationship suffer. So it's, it's a um, all-inclusive, all areas of your life. As a high-performance coach, we work on all areas so that you are feeling healthy. You are working the, the number of hours you want to work you are having full and healthy relationships so none of those areas suffer none of those areas lag as one is excelling and one is getting to another level excellent 
Uh, I appreciate that. That does shed some light into kind of the mindset that you maybe need to be in before approaching a coach or a mentor. If you're somebody who's feeling like you're, you're kind of stuck and you feel like you're ready to get unstuck and you're ready to be vulnerable. Cause I think vulnerability is a key to getting the right help, right. And being that transparent with the person that you're working with, because if you're not going to be honest with them, they're not going to be able to really help you as a coach to get through whatever spot you're stuck in. As a, go ahead. I just wanted to say there's been times that we would have to say, Oh, this is not a good fit. This is not going to work. Like, let's keep in touch. Um, you know, give me your contact, all of that. But let's just keep in touch. And then maybe down the road, we can connect again and see if we, we are a good, good uh, combination to work together in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that you find ways to still stay in touch with them. So that way they, they don't feel like they're being abandoned. That's important. As a high performance coach, do you also get coaching? Do you find that having a coach yourself helps you be better? Oh, totally. Yeah. So I, prior to getting my certification, I did go through coaching. And even now as a coach, I still get coaching. Cause I'm like, I need to work. There's stuff that, cause the great thing about coaching is that when we're coaching, a, when we're coaching the client, we also get something out of it as well. Right. When we're going through these questions and we're going through, um, this framework that we're going through. We're also getting that coaching feedback as well, but it's also great to get coached by, so I am currently getting coached by another high performance coach as well. So I do feel like I do need that to kind of just kind of keep me in check or keep, keep me um, on my, on my toes. Cause I want, I don't want to be like on this high, but like, Oh yes, I'm just, I'm great. I'm doing all of this, but no. Cause I know that there's, there's always another level for me and there's more that I want to um, be able to give. Cause the more I learn about myself, the more service I can provide to my clients. Absolutely. And I think it helps keep us all grounded too. I think a good coach who's getting coaching makes a better coach because then they can stay grounded and you know that you're getting the best of them. And it's not just, it might not even just be them that you're getting that information from. It's where they're getting their information from too. So you want somebody who's really plugged in. How would somebody know, like, is there what, what questions could somebody ask to determine if you're the right coach for them? Because it's not just about you determining if they're the right client for you. It's about them determining if you're the right coach for them. So what are maybe some questions they could ask to figure out if you're going to be a good fit for what they need? I guess one is what you just brought up. Like, are, are you getting, do you have a coach yourself right now? Cause that's a great question to ask the coach, right? It's like, Okay. So if you, you're talking about all of this coaching, do you get coaching yourself? Like, that's a great question to ask. Um, another question or other questions to ask would be how, how long is this a program, this coaching program that you run? Is it a one month? How, um, is it a 12 week? Is it a year long program? And then how often will we meet? Do we meet weekly? Do we meet monthly, biweekly? Um, those are all different sorts of questions to kind of understand the grand scheme of the, the coaching program that is offered. Um, so those are questions that I would say I would 
have potential clients as their potential coach or future coach. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, how do we determine if one-on-one coaching is better for us or if group coaching is better for us? Yeah. So that's come up a lot. Um, and there's some who fit better in a group coaching and there's some who want that one-on-one private, um, coaching. And that's the great thing about coaching. It's not, it doesn't, it's not a one size fits all kind of thing. It's if you feel Terry, if you feel like you want that private one-on-one interaction with me, totally like work on that, get, get that going. So I want to work one-on-one with you because I want that individualized attention. And then there's some who are like, I work better in a group. I like to hear, cause I learn better when I, I listen to other people share their stories and share their perspectives. So I'd say if you're, if that's who you are, then go for it. Seek out that group coaching and be a part of a group. And in that group, there's everybody's there for the same outcome. Like they want to still achieve that same outcome, but it's just, say you have a group of eight, there's eight different perspectives in there. There's eight different people sharing in that group. So you can get eight different stories and you, and if that you learn best that way, that's, that's the route that you should seek. Awesome. I love that. And I asked that question because I, I never thought that I would be somebody who would enjoy group coaching like I do. Um, but I love the group coaching because for me, I love getting multiple perspectives and feedback. Like even if I go to my group coach and I'm like, Hey, you know, here's my landing page for my course, like would love feedback. I get her feedback, but then I also get 30 other people's feedback. And I'm like, well, now it's like a focus group. It's not just a coach, my coach telling me what she thinks. I have a focus group of 30 people who are a good target audience for me as well to let me know what they think and feel about the material that I'm creating to try and reach people like them. Even if it's not them, I want to reach people like them. What resonates with them is going to resonate with people like them that are maybe in their sphere. So that for me is beneficial, but I like people. So I I just like being around people. (laughs) So it's a good opportunity for that. You learn just as much or you learn even more just by listening to those different perspectives and those different stories, right? Because you can kind of see yourself in a little bit of that story and then the next story and then the following story. Like, oh, yeah, like I can totally relate to that. I can resonate with that. So sometimes you do learn just as much or even more in in a group setting. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, describe for us a time that you have found coaching to be absolutely critical for you and and talk to us about what that did for you when you had that coach available to help you. Well, I would say going back, I mentioned it a little bit, you know, like I was at a point where I was almost just sleepwalking my way through life and not knowing, um, where my life was going to end up and, and being at a point where it's like, what, what is there to live for? Like, I'm not sure of where I'm going. Um, you know, I, I was, I had good jobs, but it wasn't, it wasn't stable. It wasn't what I enjoy. It wasn't what I love doing. So I was like jumping from job to job to job, like just keep, I kept seeking that more and I couldn't find it. Um, you know, I had a wife, a family, kids. I'm like, okay, like I have that. But how about me? Like, I'm, I don't feel fulfilled. I don't feel that happiness, that joy um, in, in my career. So I'm like, 
then that's when I started going on this personal development track and be like, okay, I need to find out what is going on. Like what is happening with me so that I could find that happiness, find that joy, find that, um, that why of living. Right. So I'm like, okay. And that's when luckily I did hit upon high performance coaching and I was like, okay, I'll go through this. Cause I, like I mentioned earlier, at one point I was like, I don't need coaching. Coaching is for people who are, have a problem. Right. I'm like, and then I got to, I was like, no, Oh, maybe I do have a problem. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm going to seek out coaching now. So I sought coaching and then I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is what I've been, I've been needing. Like I needed somebody to help me walk through these steps of move past the past and don't let the past determine or dictate my future. Um, Cause being here, I mean, like I was born in the States but my mom and dad escaped like a war torn country and came to the U S. So I was fortunate enough to be, to grow up here and, uh, learn the language and know the language, but I grew up in a rough, rough neighborhood. I grew up, um, in an area where it, it, success isn't, or success isn't, uh, a true outcome of where I grew up, like where I grew up. It's like, it's either you like end up in jail or doing drugs or that route. And then, or if you kind of can fight your way through it and then find yourself to grow out of that. Um, and, and to whatever success is right. It's to get to that level of um, joy and, and happiness. Um, so I would say I, I did get, I was at that low, a very low point in my life. And luckily I got, I sought coaching and coaching helped me get out of that rut or out of that area. And now I am where I'm at. I think you touched on something really important there. The definition of success. I think uh, a lot of times going back to what we talked about earlier in the conversation, comparing ourselves to other people, either other people in our industry or other people in other industries having a level of success. But I think we need to think about, how do we define success? So Elliot, how do you define success for you? Because how you define it for you is different than how other people might define it for themselves. Yes. So before like high performance coach, I was like growing up, I was like, okay, once I get to like, I'm going to make a hundred thousand dollars and that's, that's where I'm going to be at. And that's what success is going to be. And then I got to, I was like, really? That's, that's it? Like $100,000? And then I kept putting this money value and monetary value on success. I'm like, okay, maybe like a million, a million dollars. Once I get to like a million dollars, maybe that, that's what success is. Then now I'm like, no, there's no monetary value for me, right? That I could put on that would say, once I hit this amount of money is what success is. I've, I've grown past that. It's like, no, I want to be able to have healthy and full relationships. Um, I want to be able to um, grow old with my, my wife. Like we want to grow old together. Um, I want to be able to provide my kids with a foundation so that they can use as they grow up and as they move along in life right so that's what success has look, is looking like for me now um just being one i would say so going back to like little things is like being present 
uh, being present and so so I used to work on my computer and my kids would come and talk to me and I was still working on my computer and they're still talking to me I'm like I'm not even listening to what they're saying <laughs> or vice versa right so I'm like okay now if they come talk to me I'll say hey give me two minutes let me finish this I'll have a conversation with you or if I'm like not doing something I'm like okay let me set this down and give them my full attention so it's stuff like that that it's like little things like that are is more um, I would use as uh, determination for success as far as like as compared to like a monetary value of, of putting a hundred thousand a million dollars a billion dollars on success like because there are plenty of people who are millionaires or billionaires but are not happy in their relationships are not happy in in their health and wellness so it's like okay do I really want to get to that level and then let my health and wellness suffer or let my relationship suffer because I don't want to get to that point where I don't, I'm working 80 hours a week, but don't have time for my kids. Don't have a relationship with my kids. Um, so like success has kind of like evolved for me over time. I love that. And, and that's such a beautiful definition of success. And I think what makes business owners struggle is that we try to live out our definition of success based on somebody else's success expectations and that really creates a uh, dissonance in our minds of what is really possible or what makes sense for us even and you're right there are plenty of multi-millionaires billionaires trillionaires out there that are not happy they're lonely and that's where the saying you know money doesn't buy happiness yeah it doesn't um, if you get it the wrong way, like if you define your entire life by your monetary value, then yeah, it is lonely. It doesn't buy you happiness, Yes. but you have to find happiness in the other areas so that you can have a balanced life as much as possible. No balance really is kind of a nebulous concept, but having a balanced life as much as possible. You mentioned earlier too the concept of blocking your time. So if you're doing time blocks based on your now definition of success that you shared with us, how does that work? Like, how do you time block but still justify the, okay, I can put this down and pay attention to my kid right now, and I can come back to this later, but my time block didn't give me the, huh, take 15 minutes with son right here in the middle of what you were trying to do. So how do you justify like the time blocks and make that work with your ability to be present for your family? Yeah, great question there. So, you know, with this this whole epidemic that we're going through, this COVID nineteen thing, it started back. It's been what four months now. So right when it we pivoted and everybody had to shift about, oh, school is going to be virtual now. Oh, everybody's you can't work in the office anymore. It's working from home. So it's like okay, we're all working from home, but then why are we not like for me personally? Why are we not spending enough family time together? I'm like. There's four of us. We can have at least one meal together. So we schedule. So I put in a schedule saying, okay, we, there's four of us at home. We can commit to having one meal together a day, right? Because we're all eating. So at one point, it's like we're all eating at different times of the day. It's like, how is that the best conversations we have are at meal time? Because then we're not distracted by some device or phone or iPad or whatever computer so it's like okay we are scheduling one meal a day at least one meal a day so that we can have one meal together because that's when we have our best conversations and i like to have a dinner time because when we have a dinner time we'll have talks about like 
okay, tell me one thing that you accomplished today or one thing that you enjoyed today or one, what is one challenge that you had today? So those are the types of conversations that we have at, at dinner time. So just putting that block in uh, for family time as well. And then for me personally, I have found that meditating for 10 to 15 minutes a day in the middle of the day has helped me recharge my energy, has kind of put, um, reset my mind a little bit. So I schedule in that time. And I let it be known to my family that say, hey, this is the time that I'm scheduling for myself uh, to meditate. So um, I am left alone. I need that time to myself. Um, so those are two examples of that. And another example is since with the COVID-19, we have so much more time on our hands. I got to the point like, where am I? What skill do I need to level up right now? What skill do I need to work on right now? So I've scheduled in like those learning block times of finding a different skill to level up, finding a different skill to learn, to grow. Because it's either that or like spend time on Netflix, spend time on uh, Amazon Prime. It's like, okay, I could watch nine seasons of whatever episode, and is the, but is that really serving me? Is that something that is going to serve me, serve my goals, serve, take me to where my ambitions are? So those are like examples of scheduling time blocks throughout the day to help, to, to help me be intentional about moving forward. I love it. And those are great examples, especially when you're relating it to Netflix, the Netflix and chill thing. Or I was just talking with somebody the other day, this whole uh, Corona coma that's going on or COVID coma is what they're calling it because we've been Netflix and chilling and stuffing Cheetos in our face for four months now. And what, what has that done other than help you increase your waist size (laughs) really hasn't gotten you anywhere. Um, maybe you don't even feel that entertained anymore because there's not that much on there that's that you can truly feel entertained by. So you're not getting the entertainment. You're not having a quality of life. You're not learning something new. You're not helping somebody, including yourself. So you kind of are a zombie. You kind of yeah. are just kind of zombie-ishly going through life. And so I think that's a very real problem for a lot of people right now in particular is that they've kind of lived this way and now things are starting to reopen again. They're having to go back into an office to work. Well, now you don't have Netflix on distracting you all day. So how productive are you being at work? You're probably kind of being jarred back awake into this world and you're not really sure what to do with it because it's different than what it was last time you were here. Um, Yeah. Yeah. This has been so delightful. I so appreciate the information that you've shared with our listening audience and our viewing audience today. If there was one thing that you wish you knew about getting into business when you very first started, what would that be? Um, I would say to, to be more curious, to, to ask questions and seek out the information and there's, there's nothing wrong with you there's not, or there's nothing wrong with me when I am seeking out help, when I am seeking out um, advice or guidance. It's, don't, don't have to invent the wheel. It, it's, 
there's proven processes out there already and just kind of follow along and, and pick which one you want to follow and just go with it. Um, at one point I was like, no, I want to build this from scratch. I want to do this on my own, but it's like, okay, you can, but that's very hard. And how many people do you have with you that will help you move that business along or, or get that business going to where you want it to get to. Um, so it's just being curious and asking for help, asking, and, and you mentioned earlier, being vulnerable, right? It's not, there's nothing wrong when you don't know something. We don't know what we don't know. <laughs> so it's like, just, just ask questions and ask for help. And people are so willing to give you advice and help you out that the information that they, they give you, you can just kind of like take it and run with it and take it and use it to get to where you want to go. And, and this is this, you know, having this, your own business or small business or being your own owner, it's not easy. It's not a, a overnight success success. It's not something that you take today and tomorrow you're, you're getting, you're at whatever point you want to get to. It's, it's not that easy, right? It's a, it's a, it's a journey. It's a struggle. It's a process, but that's the fun part of it. That journey, that struggle, that process, that's, that's the enjoyment piece. Um, that's the piece that is the most fun. I love that. That's such a great tip is don't be afraid to ask for the help because it's there. Your, your community wants to help you. Your community wants to see you win. They want to see you thrive because when you win, when you thrive, you're supporting them this in, in kind, right? We, when we win, we have more resources available so we can sow into other people, whether it be time resources or literal financial resources, because we, as we win, as we grow, as we develop, need more things. And so we need to tap into that community to support us in those ways. And I think knowing and, and being brave enough to ask for that help, the help is there. You just have to ask for it. And so I think that's a beautiful, beautiful tip. Great advice, Elliot. This has been delightful. I know that the people listening to this call want to get in touch with you. So what's going to be the best way for them to do that? Yeah, so they can go to my website. It's uh, Elliot, that, um, ElliotVang.com. And that's with two L's and two T's. And it's spelled V as in Victor, A-N-G.com. So they can go to my website and they can find out more information there. Fantastic, Elliot. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. We really appreciate it. And we look forward to next time. Thank you, Terry. Thanks for this opportunity. I'm, I'm, it, was, it was great being on with you today. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If you've enjoyed the show, help us share it by leaving us a review. Also, make sure to follow us at SpinFrogs. That's S-P-I-N-F-R-O-G-S at Facebook and Instagram to be notified about our future episodes.